The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7 episode 313. Today, we look at George Lucas's vision for The Force Awakens yet again. Punch it, Chewie. It's rebel-rousing fun for everyday Jedi. Seven minutes a day, seven days a week. Join Alan Voivod for today's Star Wars 7x7 podcast. Destiny Unleashed. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and for the rest of the week, we're going to be talking about the Vanity Fair cover story and all the fun stuff that has been swirling around in the wake of it. Particularly, we're going to start off today with talking about George Lucas's vision for The Force Awakens and how much it looks like or doesn't look like the actual reality that is being created by J.J. Abrams and Larry Kasdan and the rest of the gang. So... Flashback to episode 201 of Star Wars 7x7, where we covered the original bombshell that George Lucas dropped about The Force Awakens. He was doing an interview for Strange Magic, and Nick Romano of Cinema Blend asked him a question. Elijah Kelly from Strange Magic was there with him and laughingly deferred the question off to George about... Um, about the new movies. And this was the original dropping of the bombshell right here. So, George, about Star Wars, you said in a recent interview that um, you were planning on developing Star Wars Episode Seven before you sold Lucasfilm. Can you divulge any of the details you were uh, working on? And that's a different one. That is a different one. Yeah, that's a, yeah you got to Well, the, <laughs> the, uh, the ones that I sold to Disney and everything, they came up to the decision that they didn't really want to do those, so they made up their own. So it's not the ones that I originally wrote. All right, so let me put my stake on the ground right here and say that I think Lucas generally has a very good idea of the overarching story of what he wants to pursue, and it's just simply the execution is where uh, where things can be lacking sometimes. I mean, the overall stuff about the prequels, like I like the ideas generally, but just the way they turned out, uh, the way they got baked, doesn't quite work for me. <laughs> but that being said... Um, here we have a sequel trilogy in his hands that he sells off to Lucasfilm and we f- or sells off with Lucasfilm to Disney and we find out that it's not their film. And now we've got more details from the Vanity Fair article and also from an interview that he did with Stephen Colbert at the Tribeca Film Festival. Now, before the Vanity Fair article came out, the comment that he made about the sequel was that it was going to be about, you know, the grandfather and the father and the children and that the children were going to be in their 20-somethings and not at all like The Phantom Menace. And kudos to Star Wars Underworld for flagging that again recently as part of the uh, the whole foo that's been brewing as part of this. So, yeah, I think he realized that yeah, maybe going to the kid route wasn't quite the uh, the way to go. But now we're getting a different story. We're getting word from the Vanity Fair article that 
Um, Lucas's treatment had centered on young characters. Teenagers is what Lucasfilm said, although these are not actual quotes that are in the article. These are um, reported things. So, uh, you know, I'm sure there's a line between quoting things directly versus just saying that this is what people told you, but not actually putting in quotes. And so I don't know where you want to go with that. But uh, the gist is that the reporting is saying that Lucas uh, had put uh, teenagers in as the main characters and that uh, Disney executives didn't want to get that close to the, uh, the the child situation. So they went and redid it with 20-somethings instead. Now, there are two ways that you could look at this thing. First of all, it could be the same exact story and they just aged up the uh, the main characters, which, you know... That's not difficult to do. Of course, they also talk about how there wasn't actually a full script as of early November of 2013 that they basically had to start from square one, J.J. Abrams and Larry Kasdan did. Um, There's a thing about them walking around Santa Monica and New York City and London and Paris talking about the script. Like, can you imagine being, you know, a fly riding on the shoulders of, of either... Abrams or Kasdan talking about how the script would go, that would be pretty amazing. And if that is the case, well, then I guess more power to him. But it makes me a little nervous still, because like I said, I really do think that Lucas has a great sense of the overarching story of things. And if they were able to look at that much and figure out the execution differently, if that's what they're talking about when they said they were starting from square one with the script, then I think I'd be okay with that. In fact, there's a quote, I guess, from Kathleen Kennedy saying that they've made some departures, but only, quote, exactly the way you would in any development process. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed that a lot of Lucas's main framework is intact and that they are just doing it differently for the purposes of actually getting the script and the execution going. And with Abrams and Kazan, I think that's a great team. But what do you think? I'd love to hear what your ideas are about <laughs> about any of this, your reactions to the Vanity Fair story and how the film has been developing. Are you nervous at all knowing that there was no completed script as late as November of 2013 and they were starting from square one? Uh, are you happy or are you disappointed that they've thrown Lucas's drafts out? Where do you think the truth lies? in the version of the events that are being told between Lucas saying it's about 20-somethings and the uh, Vanity Fair article saying that it was about teenagers. Have your say at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7x7.com. This episode of Star Wars 7x7 could be brought to you by you or your business or organization if you join us as a founding sponsor. You'll get placement in 30 total episodes over the course of three months, a sponsor spotlight on the blog for the show for each day your ad appears, and weekly promotion in our social media channels for just $50 an episode. Find out more at sw7x7.com slash sponsors. All right, let's get your trivia and get out of here. Last time we asked you what's the primary color of Alderaan as seen from space, and the answer is blue. Today's question, what creatures are revered for their skill with bows and arrows? Really? Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of Star Wars 7x7. If you like nice men, leave me a great rating or review on your favorite podcasting app. It makes a huge difference in the life of a brand new podcast and helps me get in front of more awesome people like you. And don't forget to go to SW7x7.com for show notes and swag, plus our Star Wars breaking news Twitter feed. I am not a committee. I am Destiny Unleashed. 
This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, and all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2014 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it!